everyone. Welcome to HashUp. I'm Hoda, Head of Operations at Encrypt Mining. HashUp is a podcast dedicated to Bitcoin mining. My goal is to give you a summary of the headlines, developments, and innovations in Bitcoin mining space. In this episode, I sit down with Ben Harper to discuss the opportunity for Alberta to become a hub for Bitcoin mining and its benefits for communities and oil and gas industry. Hello, Ben. Thank you for joining me on this episode of HashUp. Before we start, it would be great if you take a few minutes and introduce yourself to the audience. First of all, thanks, Hoda. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, pleasure to be on the Hash uh, podcast. I've been listening since the first episode, so this is uh, great to, to be a, a guest. Um, for your listeners, a little background on myself. So I'm Ben Harper, uh, Associate Director of Derivatives with Luxor Technologies. Uh, for a little background uh, on Luxor, uh, we are a uh, software and services uh, company that helps Bitcoin miners uh, across the globe uh, optimize their operations and, and get their hash rate to market. So we have a uh, uh, our flagship mining pool, Luxor's Pool, uh, which does about three percent of the of the network's hash rate. Uh, we also have a ASIC trading desk, which brokers uh, ASIC hardware deals all across the globe. We have a derivatives desk, which is where I, I sit and allows miners to to sell forward and, and hedge. Uh, the volatility and their revenue and their in their hash rate that they're producing and selling. Uh, we also have a content site called Hash Rate Index, which I encourage everybody to to check out and are and are just in the early stages of releasing our own custom uh, firmware as well. So that's a little background on Luxor. In, in terms of my own background, <laughs> uh, give everyone the, the the full rundown. I I studied economics and finance in, in school. Started my career in investment banking with with National Bank Financial in Toronto. Uh, after that, did uh, a stint in, at Columbia, actually doing my master's of economics, and then and then focused on public policy for a few years. So I worked briefly uh, overseas in the royal court uh, in Jordan, and then as well for the government in here locally in Alberta for for uh, the finance minister, Minister Taves, and, and Premier Jason Kenney uh, a couple of years back before before joining Luxor. So that's a little bit of background on me, on Luxor, and 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 what I'm up to, and I guess. Uh, what our conversation will end up being about is a little bit on the policy and the mining side. So you can see how my background is sort of the intersection of, of those two things. Thank you for the introduction, Ben. Um, Luxor is one of my favorite companies in this space. Uh, you guys are one of the few companies that have um, tapped into every aspect of Bitcoin mining and innovations in this space. And you guys are doing a great job. Well, the reason I wanted us to have this conversation is that in the beginning of May, a white paper was published by Canadian Blockchain Consortium and Luxor called A Roadmap for Alberta and Canada, Becoming a Global Leader in Digital Asset Mining. Um, I know that a lot of work and effort went into writing of this white paper, and I wanted you uh, to come to this show and tell us what is this roadmap about and um, what was the purpose of writing the white paper. So um, I joined Luxor back in uh, 2022, and that's that's where the impetus sort of came. And as your listeners may or may not know, 2022 is a really challenging year for the economics of Bitcoin mining. Of course, on the Bitcoin price side, on the on the hash rate increasing side, uh, and then on the cost side with energy prices going up. But the, the often less talked about one was the regulatory challenges and the regulatory headwinds that that the industry had, and that was felt very uh, particularly, especially here in in, in Canada. And so I think when you look around there, there is 
there are regulators, there are lawmakers that are a little wary of the industry. You know, maybe they're uh, a little misinformed about some of the uh, potential negative parts of the industry. And and but there are also on the other side, there are some there are some lawmakers that are positive. So uh, so what does this background mean? Well, there wasn't really a central place for the industry, uh, particularly in, in Alberta in terms of if someone wanted to help the industry or how do we push it forward or how do we sell the benefits and talk about our positive story instead of just, you know, maybe the negative spin that you hear in the news, uh, there was no real central place where the industry was on kind of one page, uh, let's let's call it, uh, physically and, and metaphorically. Um, and so the purpose of this, right, was to kind of combat, you know, some of those misconceptions and negative views that, 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 that some policymakers might have, but then also provide like recommendations and things like that for the lawmakers that, that want to help or want to encourage the industry. And I think that's really important, right? Because we as miners spend all day looking at our operations. How do we optimize them? You know, it seems very obvious to us what, what makes things better, but you have to remember, uh, you know, legislators, regulators, governments, they're looking not just at one industry, but all industries. And, and so, you know, it's incumbent on us to, to really put together, you know, what is our industry about? What are the positive benefits and, and how can, you know, the government regulators understand and, and help, find solutions for the industry, but also for, you know, society and, and their jurisdictions as a whole. So that was really the, the, the purpose is twofold, right? It was to, to push back against some of the, the negative misinformation of the industry and talk about our positive benefits, but then also provide, you know, some recommendations and things like that for how, for how we can improve a jurisdiction and make it more attractive for digital asset mining. Well, that is awesome. And I know that everyone in the mining community in Alberta want this industry to grow. And that's why everyone is willing to put the effort and participate. Um, now, why do you think Alberta can become a hub for Bitcoin mining? Um, what does this province have to offer to become the Canadian and global hub for Bitcoin, for Bitcoin mining? Alberta has a lot of the a lot of the characteristics for for a natural a natural kind of Bitcoin mining or even compute power hub. And um, what Alberta has is one is an energy producing jurisdiction, and and that's key because as you know, energy is the, the main input. Uh, miners are looking for 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 low priced abundant energy uh, anywhere in the world, and, and Alberta is one of those places that has it. So that makes it a very natural. Uh, competitive place relative to the rest of Canada. We also have a, a very competitive uh, business jurisdiction, right? We have lower taxes than the rest of the country. Uh, we have taxes that are on the business side, competitive with 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 any U.S. state. Uh, we also have you know a forward thinking political environment. We have a minister of red tape reduction. I, I know when we were down in in Texas, that was something that was. Uh, that companies love to hear that there was a minister responsible for reducing, not just creating red tape like you have in other in other jurisdictions. And then, you know, there's the people. Of course, we have a highly skilled workforce, whether it's in the oil and gas engineering sectors, uh, people that can do the jobs that the data center industry needs. And and finally, we have a cold climate. You know, there are other jurisdictions like Texas and, and things like that, that 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 have all these things that I've named previously, but they also have the, the heat. And as you know, these Bitcoin mining data centers run quite hot and you can add additional costs. And so it's one of these things where being uh, cold is actually good. And, and you know, you, you factor all these things together and Alberta can be quite a quite a natural home for, for Bitcoin miners. And, and we do find that actually. I know, you know, it may not seem like we're quite the hub because, uh, you know, I think of the centralization of Texas, particularly with their, their grid interconnections and, and large companies. But you know, we have lots of small mining operations, mid-sized mining operations all across Alberta. And I believe, you know, there's about 300 people employed across Alberta, which on a per capita basis puts us close to the employment levels you, you see in Texas. Now, of course, you know, they're at 20, 
25 million person jurisdiction. So their, their absolute numbers are, are larger, but in a per capita, per capita terms, you know, there's, there's no reason Alberta couldn't be a global leader in this sector. And I agree to that. Um, now, the question is, you touched on this a bit, Ben. Um, the question is, what's the benefits for Albertans, right? What can we get from it being a hub for Bitcoin mining? Yeah, so there, there's, there's a, there's a number of benefits. They're, they're really important, and of course, with any relationship with any industry, right? It's not just about what, what they bring or what you bring. It's about, you know, how the, the business community also, you know, grows the, the social, the social fabric of, of the jurisdiction that it's in, right? And in Alberta, what, what's the number one thing? Jobs, right? And like we said, there's, there's 300 jobs this has created so far. This is a new industry. I know that's a, a small number now, but I expect that to grow quite a bit into the future, that's 75% of those jobs are in rural and remote regions, right? So there's an economic diversification angle here that's that's really important for an producing jurisdiction like Alberta, right? Our economy tends to go up and down with the price of oil. This is this is an industry that A, uses a lot of the skills on the input side. So it's, it's a very natural kind of uh, uh, complement to the energy industry, but also the profitability goes the other direction. So it's a quantitative diversification instead of just, you know, some other industry, right? Because as energy prices come down, uh, your mining operation, your data center becomes more profitable because those are your that represents your costs, you know, dropping as well. So the economic diversification thing is is huge as well as the job creation. And then of course, international market access is a is a big big issue. It has been at least for for my whole life in in Alberta. You know, we're landlocked. We have trouble getting these abundant, low cost energy resources to international markets. And the, the great thing about the data center industry, about Bitcoin mining, right, is is our exports are done digitally. Uh, you know, we use the internet as a digital pipeline. And so, uh, you know, we're able to export, you know, uh, refined energy exports through compute commodities, hash rate in, in, in the case of Bitcoin mining. And we're able to export that um, through the internet, which really solves a problem that, that Alberta has and is unique. So we can move the opposite of oil and gas in terms of, you know, cyclicality, and we can, you know, kind of bypass the, the pipeline issue that Alberta has. And then, I think one of the biggest underappreciated uh, benefits that Bitcoin mining brings is 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 the is the um, the the revol really the revolution in, in energy and environmental system sustainability. So, Bitcoin mining has a few very peculiar but interesting characteristics that that make it um, that make it a very interesting tool for optimizing energy systems. Right, so it it, it can be located anywhere, like we said, as long as there's an internet connection. But it's also completely flexible in that. Because it's a blockchain that's not centrally operated, anybody can turn off and on, you know, their mining operations, their data centers at a, at a moment's notice. And that allows Bitcoin miners to go in and take low price stranded energy basically anywhere that it exists in the world. And, and once people that clicks for people, you know, you start to realize the applications that are out there. You know, this is a, a system that can help us balance our grids. There's tremendous stress in the grids in terms of, you know, electricity usage. Uh, going up and down throughout the day, but also, you know, renewable generation may be generating at certain times, but not in others. And so to have something on the demand side, on the on the user of electricity side that has that controllable flexibility, I mean, that that's amazing in terms of what it can do in balancing the grid, like we see in Texas, also incentivizing the build out of, of more renewables, right? Nobody wants to build, a, you know, a wind farm or a solar farm if, 
if while it's producing, you know, energy prices are going negative. This allows you to co-locate basically a price floor to your generation asset and make sure that it's economical when, when you build it out. And that's just the on-grid side, right? The off-grid side is, I think, even more important for Alberta because it's, you know, you, you can use this as a way to, to, to monetize maybe stranded wells that have that have gas on site that cannot be used and maybe is even being linked, leaked into the atmosphere. And so there's an angle where miners could help clean up those sites. Um, and, and so when you take a step back and you, you look at all these benefits, I think that there is tremendous benefit that this, that this industry brings to, to, you know, especially rural and remote regions, no matter where it's located in the, in, in the world, but particular benefits to Alberta, right? Because of that economic diversification and because of that international market access that helps solve kind of our key problems here. Well, those are great, right? Um, and we've seen what they've, um, they've been able to achieve in Texas, but all of the benefits that it brings to the communities, like the other craft industries that can be adjacent to Bitcoin mining. But my question now is then, um, what's stopping us to get there? What are the roadblocks? Yeah, so I think a lot, a lot of the pieces are in place and, and will kind of happen, I think, naturally because Alberta is such a natural fit for this industry. And, and I think that's a testament to kind of where, where we are, where we are now. Because like I said, on in per capita terms, Alberta does have, you know, a, a, a fairly, fairly good sized mining, mining community. I think there are two key kind of roadblocks, right? The, the first is, is the negative sentiment, I think, widely kind of, you know, kind of felt by the industry. And I, I think that's, you know, one on the, the crypto side and two on the energy use side. And so, you know, it's incumbent on us as an industry to, to get uh, together and to, to make sure that we're, we're, we're not just pushing back against those narratives, but also telling the positive story, right? A lot of the, the things that I just mentioned aren't talked about a lot. And so what gets coverage in the news, what people talk about is, is more the negative side. And we just need to be talking more about the positives because they, they obviously far away the benefits for, for any neutral observer. And so it's about pushing back against that. And then I think the other roadblock, right, is just what we're kind of solving for on this white page is, is making sure everybody's kind of on the same page, right? When we, you know, speak as an industry, when we're united in, in, in you know, what helps or harms our industry, right? Um, when we have a unified voice and speak with a unified voice and do it in a, you know, committed, diligent way, um, I think that we get results. And so, you know, I don't think there's a ton. I don't think there's any wholesale, you know, changes that, that really need to be made. But I think that's good news, right? Because I think we have a lot of natural advantages. It's just about uh, finding a way to, to kind of push them to push them forward. That's, that's great to hear. Because we all want this province to grow and we want the Bitcoin uh, mining also to grow in this province because of everything that you just mentioned about the benefits and also all the potential that this province has. But if you were to point to one single problem that we need to solve, I mean, educating the regulators and policymakers and the public, uh, obviously that's the first step to be uh, kind of to everyone has the positive view of this industry and the benefits that it brings, right? But what is the single biggest challenge that we need to solve? And what's everyone's role in solving this problem, right? Bitcoin miners, politicians, uh, advocate groups, what can we all do to make this happen? Yeah. So, I mean, when you look on the policy side, right, I, I don't know if there's one big issue, but there definitely are some some large ones that, that need to be addressed. One of the biggest issues your, your listeners might not be aware is a, a tax issue that sits with the federal government. 
you know, whereby the federal government is looking to, to designate uh, crypto mining uh, non-commercial activity so that uh, miners are unable to recuperate their input sales tax credits that any other export sector would would be able to recuperate. Um, you know, that's that's one issue. Uh, you know, another issue is is the challenging on-grid economics, I think, in Alberta. So it, in terms of, I think Alberta is a very, a very competitive off-grid jurisdiction because of all the partnerships with energy sectors and things like that. The, the, the electricity prices on the electric, on the, on, on the Alberta grid are, are not globally competitive. And so, you know, that, that will take more work on, on the Alberta side and, and is, is also, a, you know, a larger than our industry issue. You know, I don't want to get too much into politics uh, of it, but there were, you know, some decisions made years back that, that made Alberta's uh, electricity quite, quite high like quite um sorry high priced and so less less attractive for the on-grid side of things and so you know what what needs to be done well we need to continue being on the same page with groups like the canadian blockchain consortium and, and sustaining those efforts like i said the government regulators um they look at every industry right we spend 100 percent of our time looking at this industry they spend you know a fraction and so it's incumbent on us to to be speaking as a group and and for a consistent, sustained year after year basis, right? And so they haven't seen that from us yet, right? They think we're, you know, maybe we're something new, maybe it's a fad, maybe it's going to go away. We both know that that's not the case. We both know this industry is is here to stay. And so it's about demonstrating that, hey, you know, we're a real serious industry. We're maturing. We're acting like other industries. You know, we have real responsible operators in here. Um, and there's things that we can do. And, and I always go back to, to the industry, right? It's incumbent on us because, you know, this is our livelihoods. This is our industry. You know, everybody else has other things to, to worry about. And so, you know, if we're not the ones uh, behind the initiatives, if we're not the ones showing up every day, uh, then, then nobody will do it. And so I, I really think, I think the ingredients are there. I think there are some, obviously some roadblocks in some, you know, regulatory agencies or in some lawmakers across the, you know, I think across the country, there's a little more pushback, but I just think time, I just think diligence, uh, that's what's worked really well in the, the jurisdictions that, that have attracted uh, this industry. They, they are very organized, they're very professional, and I, I think, you know, we, we're building that in Alberta. And I think that the, the longer this goes on, I think we will start to bear fruits because, you know, ultimately we have a tremendous amount of value to bring to places like Alberta, places like Canada that are energy rich producing jurisdictions. It's it's just a matter of being sustained and being diligent and continuing to talk about the benefits of our industry. Because if, if we don't, who will, right? That's true. <laughs> now, so what is the next step for this, uh, for this white paper? Um, have you been able to communicate it with some of the regulation regulators and like policymakers so far? Yeah, so the, I mean, the, the the communication all happens through the Canadian Blockchain Consortium, right? So you know, I I was involved in in, in the, you know the input and, and the drafting and things like that. I do know that the paper has, has gone to the the government and, and relevant regulatory agencies. So awaiting on a response. I know the initial feedback that at least I've heard is has been positive. And, and so, um, you know, next steps are, are, like I said, continuing those dialogues, continuing those conversations. Uh, I think the Canadian Blockchain Consortium has been a great vehicle for, for this, for our industry. They have great, you know, connections and, and relationships with, with people in governments, not only in Alberta, but, but across Canada uh, and in the relevant regulatory agencies. So I think Ball is kind of in their court on, on the policy side, but at least, you know, now we are in at least a united front in terms of a clear set of, of of, of things that could help encourage this industry that are that are out there. 
Um, the next, I know the next event I'll be at is the Canadian Drop Blockchain Consortium is hosting a, a stampede event. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun uh, announcing it, but I think Kalea has, has sent out some invitations and things like that. So I think that'll be a, a great opportunity for us as an industry. One to sh you know teach, showcase, what are we? Uh, not just to the government, but to the energy industry, right? As, 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 as you know, like uh, one of the big troubles since the crash in the price of Bitcoin is bringing capital into the industry. And that's been a you know focus of, of miners. And I think the natural place in Alberta for that capital to come from is the energy industry, right? They have the excess power, they have the low cost power, and we have a customer for that power. And, and I think it's just about having those conversations. And I think that uh, in Alberta, the best time to do some business development is, is during Stampede. And it sounds like the Canadian Blockchain Consortium is going to make mining kind of the, the centerpiece of that event. So uh, I'm excited. I'll be there. Uh, our CEO, Ethan from, from Luxor, will be there as, as well as uh, some other members from our team. So I think for our industry, that's that's the next that's the next place to go. Let's let's get some people from the energy sector, from the government, from around the world, and let's show them what mining in Alberta is all about. Well, that's great. Um, and we know that uh, lots of people from different industries attend Stampede, and making a presence definitely helps getting our name out there. And you might know that Texas Blockchain Council did something similar. They attended NAPE, one of the biggest oil and gas shows in North America. And I believe attending such cross-industry events helps um, showcasing the benefits of Bitcoin mining. My next question is, how do you see this white paper evolve? What do you think needs to be added to this roadmap to become a holistic view of the Bitcoin mining industry? It's benefits for the province and adjacent industries like oil and gas and energy. And um, like in general, how do you see this roadmap evolve in the future? I think the white paper, right, is really a, a first step. Um, and I, I think the the way that I think about this is is Canada should really be a, a global superpower uh, in this industry, particularly on the per capita side of things. Um, you know, fun fact of all the G20 countries, uh, Canada produces the most electricity by far. Um, by about, if I remember correctly, it's 30% more than the, the second highest producing, which is the United States, and 150% more electricity per capita than the G20 average. So we should really, you know, cross country be, be, uh, be a force. Now, the problem is, is, is that we've had some really negative policies. Um, in, you know, like I mentioned earlier, at the national level, with this this tax issue to, to claim you know miners are, are non commercial activity, which is um, ridiculous and, and costly. Um, but then also at the provincial level, with particular um, provinces uh, utilities that that came out and put moratoriums on on new grid interconnections, in particular British Columbia, Manitoba, uh, Quebec, Newfoundland, and then in Ontario, an exclusion. Of crypto miners from uh, ICI, which is a you know a, a demand response program, and so where does this go? I think, um, like a lot of things go in this country, which is Alberta kind of stepping out, taking the lead, uh, welcoming new innovations and, and new sectors, and then the rest of the country kind of following suit. And so, you know, I think there's tons of recommendations and tons of things to keep us busy here in in Alberta. You know, on the government side, but also as the industry side, right? The white paper has recommendations not just for the government, but also for the industry and, and things that we can do. But I think where it goes from here is, is it's about expanding this across the country. It's, you know, Alberta might be one player here where, where we're, we're making some progress on, on good policy and, and welcoming the industry and, and have seen people see the positive impacts. 
you know, so hopefully this can start to kind of turn the tide a bit. 2022 is a dark year for policy. So in Canada for, for minors. So hopefully this can, you know, be a, be a starting document for, for the rest of the country to go, Hmm, you know, maybe this isn't quite what we thought it was. And there's, there's something more here and we're realized that we're missing out on something new and exciting and, and really valuable to our economy and our society as a whole. So I hope that, um, you know, the recommendations help us here in Alberta, but uh, you know, where it's really needed is the rest of the country where uh, regulators, lawmakers have taken a much more negative view of the industry, which is uh, unfortunate. And I think um, that's a great next step and we would love to see that happen across the country. Um, well, I think this is it, Ben. It's been great. Thanks for being on the show. If you have any final words to the audience, um, please go ahead. No, well, thank you so much. Uh, like I said, big fan of the podcast and uh, really, really thankful that, that you had me uh, on here. Um, if you want to learn more about Luxor, I guess visit us at uh, luxor.tech and then uh, hashrateindex.com if you're looking for uh, any Bitcoin mining news is, is how you find us. But Oda, thank you so much. This has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for listening to this episode of HashUp. I would love to hear your feedback on the topics I discussed here. Please reach out to me and let me know your thoughts and comments. Until the next episode, keep the hash up.